Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to Meta Talks, where we bring in experts to dive deep into all things metaverse with your hosts, Kate Hancock and Daniel Robbins. Welcome back to Meta Talks. I'm very excited today. I always say that, but today I'm actually very excited because I have Brandon T. Adams, who is an Emmy award winning producer, TV host. He has an incredible conference coming up, Rise and Record. And I'm, I want to really dig in today and find out more about the creator economy, about video marketing, how all this really plays together. So welcome, Brandon. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I appreciate it. So tell me and the audience here a little bit about your background. You and I were just talking. We were trying to figure out the first time that we got connected, and I could not actually pinpoint it. But tell everyone about uh, your you know, what, how you got into video marketing and why are you doing events like this uh, and share your entrepreneurial uh, journey? Yeah. So it, it all started, I mean, I'll give you kind of the backstory, how it even led to video, because I, I grew up in Iowa. I didn't know really what Emmys were back then. I didn't know anything around video production, but I've always been an entrepreneur at heart and a salesperson. I grew up selling ice for a living. So I sold packaged ice. Um, and so that was my beginning, really hustling and a lot of back work. Um, but then fast forward till I was about 18 years old, went to college, didn't do very well there. But when I was 20, a couple years in, I read the book Thinking to Rich by Napoleon Hill. And the book opened my mind to what was possible, thinking bigger and, and who you surround yourself with and all these other things I didn't learn where I grew up. And so my first endeavor after really being opened up to what's possible is I invented a product called Arctic Stick to cool and flavor drinks. That was basically a product I introduced to our company and I wanted to make more money for our company. And this invention was something I was uh, pursuing. I mean, I had a patent trademark. I spent a lot of money on it, developing it, launch all of it. And we launched on the market, but in our last leg of funding, I did a Kickstarter campaign. And so this is back going back in 2014. So this was like the beginning when what's Kickstarter, what's Indiegogo, what is crowdfunding? It was a very new thing. And so I did my first crowdfunding campaign, raised some money, but I realized that it was hard. A lot of people are failing and I saw an opportunity in the market to help other people raise money to become that expert. So I, I started diving in, obsessing over it looking at campaigns online, studying, doing research, and then doing some more campaigns. And so I became the king of crowdfunding back then, name myself. But then what I did is after doing some very big campaigns, we helped John Lee Dumas do half a million a month for the book, uh, the Freedom Journal, then the Mastery Journal. We did the Think and Grow Rich movie. We did all different projects. I saw why crowdfunding, like how it could be so powerful, but what was the key driver to make the campaign successful? And what I learned was it was the stories that we told through the copy on the pages and more specifically, the videos that we created. We created videos that got their attention, let's say a one and a half to three minute video, 
this is what we're doing. Here's how you can get involved. Here's why it should matter. And then call to action, the CTA, buy a product or service, donate, whatever it is. And so after doing that, I realized that I was more obsessed with the video side of things. So I started doing more video shoots. We created the company, the Accelerate Media Group, and we started producing commercials, promo videos. And eventually when I got into the TV world was a guy named Greg Roulette came to me. He said, I shot a pilot for this show called Ambitious Adventures. And if you can help me raise the money for it, I'll make you my co-host and we'll pick the show to market. And so I said, yes, we raised the money, funded it within two months, launched our, did our first filming in 90 days. And we had a distribution deal with Entrepreneur Network and then Amazon Prime and then Facebook Walk, Watch when it first came out. And that was my first show. And then since then, I went on done, I'm on my fourth show now um, that I'm an executive producer on and then also did the film Thinking Rich Legacy. And so that's my journey. It, it really entrepreneur that had this endeavor that he took that found out crowdfunding was an opportunity, but I found out video is what helped crowdfunding succeed. And then I got obsessed with the video process. And now I do video productions at the highest level, but also help other people understand how to use video to grow their business. Amazing. So I am curious, we were just at a recent, this small event and some of these bigger brands were talking about how a lot of the video that they're producing now is actually low production quality because mm -hmm. what they're finding is, uh, you know, people want this like selfie view. Of course, they look at like, you know, sound quality, very high, good lighting. But even these big, big brands are actually having like employees basically taking selfies and talking about their products and services. And I thought that was really fascinating that they're foregoing a lot of this high production quality. And what are your thoughts then around, you know, how, you know, social media and, and driving, you know, the, the way that somebody even actually films themselves. Yeah. I mean, most of the content I shoot is with a phone. Uh, it, you don't need a polished video. There's a time and a place and a way you can use that. I think if you want to take your business to a whole new level, there becomes a time where you create videos like that, that are more, you create once and you utilize in your systems and processes, but most of the content you're going to shoot with your phone. Heck, some of the videos that, that perform the best on ads are iPhone videos for us. And so creating selfie videos, like something that doesn't look sexy in terms of perfect lighting and all these angles and everything. And what I would say is start by just creating videos with your phone and publishing on social media and just sharing your wisdom with the world, sharing your story, who you are as a person, what you do and how you can help people and doing that consistently because that's what becomes your brand and what people know you as. And I really understood that whole branding thing because when I started out in crowdfunding, I knew that I had to tell the world about me being a crowdfunding expert. I went on morning shows across the country, wrote a book, went on podcast shows. I told everybody I was the best in crowdfunding before I even really knew what I was doing. And so I was building a brand. I built it so much that people still reach out to me today for crowdfunding and I became known in that space. But then I slowly transitioned to video. And once I realized, wow, like I really built a brand there in terms of crowdfunding. That means I just need to, whatever I'm going to do, I need to consistently share that message with the world. And so now what do I talk about? Talk about how to use video, talk about share your story. And I talk about how we grow companies through business development, scaling companies through fundraising. We get influencers, we sit on boards. And so I consistently share that on camera. And now people know me for that. And so 
to answer your question long-winded, yeah, start with your phone and share what you do and post regular content. You may not do like I do. I post video content every single day. Sometimes we're putting three videos out a day. But as long as you're doing a couple a week, three a week, because you're staying on top of people's minds. And, and beyond on social media, Daniel, it's, it's sending personal videos with your phone. Like I sent three or four this morning already. Personal video, send to somebody. And it's like personal to them because most people don't do that. But that's a good way to just connect with them versus a text or a picture. And so just sending personal videos out to whether friends, family, prospects, customers, clients, you name it. Wait a minute. So I'm not the only one you sent a personal video to? No. <laughs> but I do. But here's the thing. Oh, it, was, it was a really good one. It was really good. Personal video to you, that means you're doing something right because you're on my sphere of like influence mine or somebody I want to engage with. And, and one thing I do every year is I'll send out 150 personal videos for Christmas and personal videos to people. And, and so I found that to be a very powerful way to just like better than a card, right? Like I'll send you a card or I'll just send you a personal video. Yeah, no, I love the personal video. I've taken that from you actually. After you send it to me, I started now saying that to other people. Because I think I used to see that on LinkedIn a lot, but it was always like a very salesy personal yeah. video. And I don't even know the people. So I always actually found it kind of odd. But when you have their relationship, it, it's it's such a small thing, but it goes really far. So thank you for that. So anyone out there, send a personal video to everyone you know that you really want to reconnect with and, and stay connected. So I have a question though. I think storytelling is an art. And you know, I've listened to some of the things that you've said and and other people at your events and stuff and what you know how they how you can curate that story. I think that's something that's really challenging for a lot of people is, is how do they tell their story? How do they get that out there through video? Um, so what is something that helps you when you're trying to craft, you know, the story and how do you portray that story in the video? Yeah. I mean, first write down and, and ask yourself, like, what do you want people to know you as or know you for? Um, because that becomes your brand. I mean, there's not everything about your story you're probably going to want to share, but there's a lot of things about your story that I feel in the right time are good to share because people connect with humans, people connect with people. And whatever your past is, past experience, whether uh, trials, tribulations, you have a loss in the family, you deal with a hardship, you have an obstacle, win, loss, whatever, somebody else in the world, millions of other people in the world have went through the same thing in some way. And so when you share your story, with the world, other people watching feel like they, they are like, Oh, he understands me. She understands me. We can relate. And then you're on this bonding level of like, okay, we get each other, which breaks the barrier in terms of like that cold lead or somebody it's, it's more likely to be a person you're going to work with. And so sharing your story, I think that's the most powerful thing for sales in this day and age and authenticity of just being real because there's a lot of stuff out there of, Hey, I've done this, look at me. And it's, it, it, it doesn't work anymore. Um, so just start by creating content. And honestly, I feel the easiest way is doing a Facebook live or Instagram live because it's live and you can't, because a lot of people will create a video and then they'll look at it and then they'll delete it or they'll look at it 10 times. You know what I mean? And so just start by sharing it. Um, and you'll learn as you go and you 
you can learn to master your storytelling process. If that, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I think back to when we started, we've, we've done some recent TV stuff and I always yeah. joke with the TV hosts. I'm like, what do I do with my hands? And they always uh, laugh, right? I know it was like, a, it was on Seinfeld and other movies, but I legitimately, it, it stresses me out. Cause I'm always like, do I sit right? What do I do with my hands? These are the funny things that, that I think of. And I guess I might not be the only one, but what do you, what do you do when, when you're getting prepared and ready to be on TV? Because I think a lot of people are scared to do video because like you're saying, we're overthinking, like, are people going to judge me because, you know, I don't put my hands the right way or I don't sit the right way or, you know, how I like, I, I never like to listen to how I actually sound afterwards. Yeah. Um, there's just something about that. So I think that might be, you know, a block for a lot of people to do videos. They're overthinking a lot of these things before they even get to, you know, what am I actually going to say? So how do you, you know, being on TV and doing this for a while, you know, how do you get over those things and, and not overthink? Yeah, a couple things. I mean, if you're, let's say you're doing a morning show segment, which I know we've both been a part of morning show segments. I, I always, because you have like three and a half minutes, you have four minutes. Um, sometimes you have two and a half minutes. And, and so knowing you've got to really take control because if you don't, the conversation may not go where you want it to. So, hey, you do the intro, you have a captive like start and then Maybe you have your three points. I'm going to share three reasons, three points, two points, four points, whatever, what to avoid. And so then your sequence, you know, okay, I'm going to share this. And then you go to the next thing, they go to the next thing. And then you have your call to action. And on those three points that in this case, share a story with each point. Because when you're sharing a story about a past experience, it's a lot easier for you to communicate it to an audience. And it's a lot easier for them to follow along with the story. So that's just kind of structure if you're going on TV, but same with your phone. If you're literally like, hey, here's who I am, and I'm going to share three things today, share those three things, share each point has like an example or case study or story behind it, and then, hey, what the, the takeaway is and call to action. Now, how to be more comfortable in front of the camera is a couple things. One, like before you're going to go in front of the camera, some people get nervous, or hands are sweating, or hearts beating, a um, couple things you can do is you can hold like i'll do this you breathe in hold it 20 seconds and then breathe out and do that like a dozen times and so that like your heart will be in this like kind of letting out that excited energy and then you can jump up and down put your hands and fingers and toes and literally like wiggle all the energy um that's one thing and then before i go on like a big shoot or anything i'll do a heavy workout so i just it just primes me for the day. It gets my blood flowing. That's another thing. Um, if you're like looking how you look on camera, I mean, if you're doing a high-end shoot, lighting has a lot to do with it, the angles and everything else. Uh, but I would say this, for when you talk on camera, what I always, people that I work with one-on-one, -on -one, I always say, don't stop, just keep going. Because a lot of people will stop themselves. And I've learned this over the years. If you just keep going, and even if you make a mistake, just keep going. Sometimes people won't even notice it. Or if you make a big mistake and you make a fun little joke about the mistake you just made and keep going, people love you for it. So keep going with your message. And the easier, like if you can really understand how to communicate a story, it's easier to talk in front of the camera. Because all you're doing is no different than me sitting around a campfire with you, Danielle. And I'm like sharing a story with you, right? I'm sharing a story of something that happened in the past. But the only difference is I got a camera in front of me. 
I'm sharing a story of something that already happened. I'm reminiscing, but I'm, I'm sharing it directly to the camera. Yeah, it's funny you talk about the nerves. And I just want to shout out Lisa Patrick, by the way. She's a great friend. If anyone's reading the comments, uh, she, she put some really good stuff in there. So shout out to you, Lisa. But it reminds me of back uh, in 2020 when Clubhouse really started to pick oh, up yeah. speed. And just talking in a phone made me so nervous to the point that I almost fainted. <laughs> like, literally, you're talking. It's funny how, like you're saying, you get nervous on doing something that you do every day all the time. But in your mind, you know, you're, you're too focused on like the audience or how many people are watching or who's watching. You know, if you just sat there and spoke to, you know, like you're saying on video, didn't even think about anyone watching you, it would be fluid, right? You, it sounds great. But then the minute you start to bring all these things in, so it just makes me laugh because I remember almost fainting talking on a phone and that was even audio. It wasn't even video. Um, That's crazy. I love, <laughs> I love to hear how was it when you received your first Emmy? What was that feeling like? And, and uh, yeah. you know, how'd yeah, you celebrate to Disney world? <laughs> it's funny. It, uh, it, was, it was pretty amazing. So when I did my first TV show, I talked about how we, we crowdfunded it. The ambitious adventures we had went and we had an Emmy nomination for the show. It was the Hollywood episode we did with uh, people that are featuring the show were Lewis house, Jake Paul, um, and a few other people. And so we had an Emmy nomination. I thought for sure we'd win, went to the award ceremony and we didn't win. And it, it really was like a big letdown because we put so much time and work into it. And, and I remember sitting there at tables so pissed and just saying, I'm going to come back next year. And we're going to win. And I was going into the, basically the filming of a show called success in your city. And so that year was one of the most difficult years. I mean, we wrote a whole book on it called the road to success, how to achieve success in business, life and love. And that book shares a journey because it was such a shit show journey that we went through. And so we traveled the country. We lived in different cities around the country. Uh, we lived in six different cities. We featured stories. So we'd go to a city we found the story we wanted to tell. We'd fly our film crew in. We'd film for five days at a time. And then we'd go to the next city. And so we were, I was funding this show. We were casting this show. We were creating everything. And while everything else in my life. And so in the process, almost went bankrupt, almost lost everything. But I kept pushing forward. Uh, in a matter of uh, 10 months, uh, and I'm, I'm giving this perspective because I'm going to share what the feeling was like when we won, is in a matter of 10 months, uh, here's all the things that happened in 10 months. We traveled around the country. We filmed a TV series. We almost went bankrupt a couple of times. Um, we had a couple of big wins. We sold our house. We sold 99% of our things. I sold two different businesses. Um, we got married and we, we created the show. And so all this happened, all these emotions. I mean, literally the most crazy thing I've ever done. And we get to the award ceremony and, and we won. And so going up and did the speech and I got on camera and stuff, it was like, holy shit, anything is possible because it was exactly, almost exactly a year from when we didn't win. But it really showed me, it was, for me, I felt so deserving of it, our whole team, because we literally gave it everything we had. I mean, there's was nobody else I know more committed. I mean, we almost lost everything. I sold everything, like went all in for this show. And so uh, we definitely earned it. And it was a feeling of, okay, this is what's possible when you commit yourself to something 
and telling stories, telling the right stories. And that's when I realized like, I love this. This is amazing. And so we wanted to do more work. We want another Emmy. And, and so that's, that's my answer. It's a pretty good feeling, but I always say like, what's the Emmy in your life, whether it's an Emmy, a business goal, you have something you're striving for. What are you willing to commit to get there? And once you get there, enjoy it because you earned it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we know if you want to be successful in business, you know, the, I always laugh when people say like balance, but I mean, I think when you're in that startup mode, like you're saying, it sounds like whether it's a TV There's show no balance. Yeah. When, yeah. I mean, entrepreneurship is like, you got to go all in a hundred percent. You got to give everything in that beginning phase. you know, obviously once you get it going and it's uh, you got systems processes, but yeah, uh, it's really, really challenging. And I think people rarely talk about that part of the journey. It's always like, them sitting next to a Lambo versus like, that's why I always enjoy, you know, your book and, and you just in, in general, cause you're very vulnerable and you talk about, yeah. which I know you talk obviously, you know, secrets to the, to the video marketing, but, but it really, it's, you know, it, I think it gets to a lot of people cause it's, it's reality. And a lot of people don't it's want to talk real. about it. It's I mean, when you learn to just be your authentic self, I think as you get older, you just, less bullshit to deal with you just kind of it is like you share what it is the more you just be really true and authentic to yourself and not try to be somebody you're not i feel the more success you're going to have the more people will love you but the better you're going to feel as a human being i mean i i share how i went through the gauntlet and shared the wins and and like people say you're successful and all that but like what is success when you really look at it the grand scheme and the question we all should ask ourselves is what is success to you? Like, yeah, I feel like I'm successful in my own way, but like, what does that mean? I mean, you look at, are you looking at it from a financial standpoint, looking from awards, you looking at relationship, family, like I'm always asking myself, how can I be a success in my own view in these areas? I think everybody else should do that as well. Because the problem is when you watch social media and you see the person on Maybe it's them on a jet or in front of a car, which nothing wrong with that. I, I believe in massive wealth, but that doesn't mean if you don't have that, you're not a success. Like I wear the same thing every day, black. Uh, I don't buy fancy things. I'm a simple guy. My money goes towards investments and it goes towards my events and, and really building the future out. So um, that just, that really was a driver for me with the show and everything is to change how people looked at success and what it really was. Yeah. Can you share too? I know there's something and I do want to get into the event. Yeah. But before we do that, I'm, I'm curious, you've been able to align and connect with some very influential people. Yeah. So, and I, I was very impressed by that. Can you share, you know, how are you able to do that? And, you know, is there something that you feel maybe people are not doing that you did? Yeah. It's, you know, I, I look at some of my friends and mentors, and I'll throw a few off, like Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, Jeff Hoffman, Priceline.com, John Lee Dubin, so Entrepreneurs on Fire, um, and, and many other ones, people that have made an impact in my life over the years. And they were people early on that I met. And before I met them, I researched them, studied them. But I, I never came from a place of wanting something because people like that, and now people like self, everybody wants something from you. They want money. They want introductions, they want connections, and they want something. And it can be very like wearing on you. Um, 
but here's here's the point I'm getting at is when you come to somebody like that, whoever you want to connect with, don't ask for something. Don't say, will you mentor me? Because they get that shit all the time. Come from a place of, for one, you treat them as equal because you're both humans, right? Hey, here's who I am. And say, hey, how can I help you? But actually mean it. Because I've had millions, not millions, but like I've had so many people say, I want to help you. But talk is cheap. I want to see the real shit. And so most people don't follow through. For me, I've always been in the long game and I've helped these people. I helped them launch best-selling books. I helped them get on stages. I helped land on big shows. I made them money. I made them money, made a lot of money. And when people get paid, they pay attention. And so after you do this long enough, not expecting anything. And by the way, it's not that I'm going to do this for you and you do that for me. That's, that's not, ugh, I don't like that. Come from a place of you're not going to get anything out of it besides the feeling of feeling good because you helped them. And when you do that and you show up for one, two, three, four years, you will build relationship with some very powerful people that can help you get way farther than you could get alone. That was my play looking back a decade ago, and it was one of the best things I did, and that's the kind of person I am. And so when you can look at it strategically that way, if you want to connect with anybody in the world, you can connect to them, but it's got to be a long game of how can you help them. And, and one thing I do is I write down 10 names. I do it every year. Who are 10 people I want to be in business with? Who are the 10 names I want to go to battle with? And how can I add massive value to these 10 people in the time to come? And so who are your 10 names? Who are your people? And then figure out how you can help them. Man, love that. So um, talk about Rise and Record. Because I know you have that coming. You, you have it down to the seconds. How yeah. Thir- 33 days, two hours, five minutes, and 23 seconds. Uh-huh. So Rise and Record, I told the story of, of Success of Your City. We created the show, traveled the country, told stories. And we really understood the power of telling stories, not only us sharing our stories, but what we saw while on set as people shared their stories. Not only did those stories help other people, but it helped them as individuals. It was very therapeutic and it helped with the whole process of whatever they were going through. And, and then also from a business standpoint, it does help you get more success, more money in your bank account. And so once we really understood that, we created what's called Rise and Record, Rise Up, share your story, record video content, and tell your story with the world, whether it's a film, it's a TV show, a documentary, or a video with your phone. And so that's what Rise of Record is. We bring in a bunch of great speakers. We build, bring in a film crew. We document it all. And we help people tell their story and learn from other experts. So this year it's, at, it's in Nashville, Tennessee, October 19th through the 21st, 33 days away. Um, and we got some great speakers, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. We got Brian Kelly performing. He was formerly a Florida Georgia line. You ever heard the song Cruise with him and Nelly? An epic song, by the way. They're performing. John Lee Doom is speaking. And really, those people I said, of the 10 people on the list, they're all speakers. And so uh, if anybody listening wants to attend, it's at riserecord.com. And it's really a passion between my wife and I. We put this together. It's, it's something I look forward to every year. And it uh, brings great people together. We connect and that whole mentality, like I told you before, coming from a place of how can we help people in return, we all collaborate in some way. 
yeah, we all win. And that's, that's we all point. win. We all win. We all we all collaborate, and you never know who somebody's going to become or what they're going to accomplish. So riseandrecord.com. Is it riseandrecord.com? Riseandrecord.com. Riseandrecord.com. And what about for you? Is LinkedIn your channel, or what's what's your best social channel? You know that that's a beautiful thing. It took me a few years to get all the handles, but I'm TikTok. at Brand, Brandon T. Adams everywhere. Yes, I'm a TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. There's all kinds. There's too many social media channels, but I'm on it. Awesome, Brandon T. Adams. I really appreciate you today. Thanks for sharing this wealth of knowledge, and I hope everyone checks out Rise and Record on October 19th. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And visit metatalks.com. That's talks with a Z.